Welcome to The Sweet Spot. I'm your host, Corey Bradley. Special thanks to Bunton, Etheridge, and Fowler, attorneys at law. You know, NFL fantasy football, this is something that has been a craze for decades now. And, you know, I was slow to join the the bunch, but, man, I'm here now. I am on this roller coaster for sure with fantasy football. And my guy, Chris, Chris Liuzzi is back. Anytime we talk NFL, you know he is my special guest. So, uh, Chris, dude, welcome to the sweet spot. And, uh, man, let's dive into some fantasy talk. Let's dive into it. First of all, glad to be here, as always. Like you said, I, I love love talking football, love talking NFL, and more importantly, you know, love love hanging out with you and talking about it with you, man. But yeah, the let's show. get right into it. So fantasy, uh, one of the big things this year, and we've kind of talked about this, you know, off the show, but one of the big things this year, and one of the things that me and you typically are big believers on is we need our running backs. <laughs> yeah. Right. We, we, we like our guys at running back. That's usually where we tend to build our teams off of, you know, first round. I've always been like, for example, my motto is I don't like to leave the third round without having two running backs at least like at first, second, third, I'm taking two almost always. Yeah. Well, man, <laughs> this year's messing me up because it, it almost seems like it just wasn't the year to do that. I mean, if I, I'm going to, I'm going to go over the, this first round with you and kind of show it like, I guess just kind of throw it out to you and see what you think, and mm-hmm. is and kind of decide is this maybe a trend going forward? Are we should we value maybe receivers a little more, maybe tight ends a little more? But so okay, so starting the first round, you have Jonathan Taylor, yeah, running back. Obviously, has not panned out injuries, but even before he got hurt, has not lived up to the first overall pick. I think we'd agree with that. Christian McCaffrey, good. Austin Eckler, good. Henry. Not as consistent as you would have hoped for a first-round mm-hmm. running back. Dalvin Cook, not as consistent as you would have hoped for a first-round running back. Cooper Cup, you're probably thrilled, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Najee Harris, mm, yeah, my boy, golly. Justin Jefferson, been solid. Joe Mixon, been okay, but again, first-round guy. You want more, you know? Alvin Kamara, been up and down. Jamar mm. Chase, he his floor I always thought was a little bit different, but you get him for games like last week, right? Uh-huh. Where he, just blows the game up and then deandre swift yeah. was kind of rounding out that first round and man i i gotta tell you at least it's looking at the first round and just the other guys in general i <laughs> i think you'd be way happier if you didn't if you avoided running back and it kind of just what i'm asking i guess is do you think this is a trend going forward or do you think this is just kind of this is one of those years where it's just kind of weird like i guess what do you what do you think about all that how do you take that information in Man, I look at it as just one of those years because for so long, people have been trained to take running backs. You get your running back early, get your bell cow. Because there's <laughs> not many bell cows in the league. Like, a true number one guy where this dude is getting at least 20 touches a game. Because it's all about volume. And and yep. if you don't get that guy in the first round, there's not many of those bell cows left in the second. So then once you get into the third, fourth, fifth round, you could start to you diving into those, those duo, that split carry type. Kareem, like, well, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb a little different because Chubb still gets his, but you dive into the Aaron Jones and the A.J. Dillon, the the Javante Williams and and Melvin Gordon. So I'm saying, like, people are going to get their running backs first. I don't think it's going to change. Now, there are a couple guys where you do rethink if Cooper Cup's there, hey, Cooper's going to get his. You you take a Cooper Cup first round. You take a Justin Jefferson first round. You you could take Devontae Adams first round. I think he's on their fringe. So I, I'll stick with probably Cup for sure and probably Justin Jefferson. But 
Like I'll, I'll tell, I'll say this: I'm going to take my running back first round. That's usually the case. I don't. Okay, so I don't you, even, you still haven't flipped yet. You're I, still I haven't thought otherwise, man. I'm still riding okay. with it. And and I felt bad. My cousin dressed and like we were we were doing the draft together at the same time. He played at West Alabama with Tyreek Hill, and Tyreek Tyreek mm-hmm. is his guy, you know. And so he was like, "Man, I want to take Tyreek, but do you take a quarterback first? I was like, "No, nah. I was like, "Man, I, I like to get my running backs first, you know." So he ended up getting Derrick Henry, and I was like, "Dang, did I influence?" His pick, you know, because Tyreek Hill wasn't there for the next go round when he was available on the clock. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm gonna take it and run it back. That hasn't changed for me. Okay. I, I mean, now if Cooper Cup is there at my pick, I could think about it, but man, that lets me know that also somebody else like a Cook or 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 Najee Harris on the typical year, you know, Derrick Henry, mm-hmm. those type of guys are there. So I can't pass up on that bell cow. That that guy for sure, you put it running back and he's never come out of your lineup as long as he's healthy. Yeah, it's and it's tough. And one of the things too, typically, and 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 this is where I'm still kind of on the fence about. I'm really, ah, I really don't know. But to, one of the things you typically like with the running backs versus the receivers, at least as far as fantasy concerned, is typically speaking, there's a better, a safer floor there, right? Like, uh, yeah. like if you take you, your running back here, he's going to get his 15, 20 carries a game. Mm-hmm. Period. Like he's going to get his. Mm-hmm. And running backs, maybe he's double covered or whatever, and they can't get him the ball, whatever it is, you know. But it's such a pass happy league, and it like you said, like guys like Cup, like he's like the running back version of a receiver. Like he he's really getting is. his targets. Period. It, yeah, yeah. And you think <laughs> about what the quarterback. Do. Yeah, and you so got to think about the quarterback. Yeah, because Stafford's gonna find Cup. He's looking for Cup first. Yeah, just like Carr is looking for Adam first. Like there's certain guys where they're gonna get theirs. You're right. And and even more so, like it's funny we were you know talking about this you know off the show, but you're seeing a lot more passes on the goal line too, and that makes receivers. More value than I. You talked about your disdain, you know, mm. running Najee Harris. Uh, if you want to describe that situation, you know, fourth and goal, you don't give it to Najee Harris. You're yeah. throwing it. Yeah. But that's the, that's a story around the league, man. Like, there's a lot of teams. That's just that's the league we're in today, and that kind of tends to to give some credence to taking these receivers too. I, I'm not I'm not sure that I'm flipped over yet. I, I'm, yeah, no. You know, I'm like you said. I'm I just it's a strategy I've used uh, this year aside. It's always done well for me. And that's, I guess that's what we're trying to figure out, right? Is this just a trend? Is this, like you said, it's just a one-year thing? I don't know. But I think there's at least enough that it it's something to think about, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it is. It is. And, and, you know, typically you don't have this many running backs that are taken in the first round, early second, who are who were struggling as much as they have in the first few weeks. Um and and I remember, you know, we was talking a few weeks ago, just looking at that the type of guys that will be taken in the first round, early second, and came up with like nine guys who had a total of like six touchdowns. And that was like, you know, what I'm saying that was like through the through week three or four. Yeah, like, yeah. it's like what's going on? And so it has been weird, um, you know, when it comes to scoring and the low scoring. And I know Chris, you got a theory on that, man, on on why there's been such a low scoring right now. In in the NFL, so if it's low scoring in the NFL, it's low scoring in fantasy. It carries over. So, man, uh, what are your thoughts on some of these uh, some of these games being as low scoring as they have? You know, Denver beat the Niners eleven to ten. The 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 Colts beat the Broncos twelve to nine in overtime without a field goal. Like, what kind of mess yeah. is that? And then we had this Washington Bears game that was a a joke too. So, uh, man, what are your thoughts on some of these low scoring outputs? I've got a couple of thoughts on this, and I may or may not be right here. This is just kind of spitballing. Uh, one of the things I think is it's kind of the the effect I think that we're we we kind of seen with receivers nowadays, where so many young receivers are coming out 
really good nowadays because they're starting so young. They're playing these seven on seven. Like people know that's where the money is. You want to play receiver. You don't want to play defensive back. Most guys are like, no, I want to be the receiver. I want the ball. I want the money. I want the points. Yeah. Well, it's kind of the same story uh, for the linemen, right? Like, who's the guys that are getting paid that are that are really highly coveted right mm-hmm. now? And it's the these edge players, yeah. the defensive edge players. And so you look at some of the the guys playing edge and defensive mm-hmm. line right now. You get some monsters yep. out there, man. And it's I think that's part of it. So you're getting these freak athletes that are all kind of running to the defensive side, yep. particularly on defensive line, which is creating more pressure, which means there's less time to throw downfield. I think that's a part of it. The other part of it, and that, shockingly, I think the Colts were kind of ahead of the game here, is we've always played too high, and in theory, too high safeties, and that kind of eliminates the you know, the deep throws, in theory, anyway. Eliminates the deep throws, keep everything in front of you, make them you know, dink and dunk down the field. You're seeing, statistically, there is more. there are more teams playing too high defense now than like a long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's doing it now. And I think a part of it is because it's been one of the only things that's Looked good against the Chiefs, and this is a copycat league, right? And the mm-hmm. Chiefs being the most powerful, you know, this high explosive offense. If you can slow that team down, odds are you you're gonna have to get through that team, especially if you're in the AFC. You're gonna have to get through that team to get anywhere. And so it's a copycat league, man. So you're seeing defenses are forcing offenses to okay, we're gonna take away your explosive plays. Fine, we're gonna make you be efficient. We're gonna yeah. make you make make the right throws, make the accurate throws. No more shots downfield to, to get you know to Tyree kill kind of guys even yeah. Miami with Tyree kill they're it's not bombs it's these they're getting them in space and you know letting them do stuff but it's everything's underneath man and I, I think that those are kind of what I've thought about I don't know if those are right but like I think those at least have some sort of effect on you know the the low you know the low scoring we're seeing I, I the first two or three weeks you almost think ah oh, well it's just the start of the season offenses are warming up but yeah we're six weeks in and it's mm-hmm. still just it's a, it's a defense league right now, man. And I don't know. Does any of that make sense? Do you hear in that? That's that's a spitball on what, what I've kind of got yeah. on why we're seeing the scoring being the way it is. Yeah, the first thing that came out of your mouth was talking about the defenses. And that's what I thought about, too, the other night when you sent me those stats as, uh, you know, fantasy being as low as it's been. And how long did it say? I think it was 22 years. 22 years. And I thought about the defenses. Like you said, the, so the offense is already – you think about skill, you think running back, receiver, they call them skill positions. Like you said, now these guys are flipping over to becoming edge rushers and linebackers and corners and safeties at 6'2 and 210. Yeah, you know, like, like you don't have to be a 300-pound guy to be a defensive lineman anymore. You don't. If you can <laughs> run, man, and, you know, like I wasn't big on the Jags taking the Trayvon Walker number one, uh, but, but – but his his draft stock soared because of his forty time. Like it was yeah. that's what that's what sold him over the top for them to take him number one. But uh, yeah, man, it's those it's that side of the ball that's become faster and stronger and bigger. And man, ah, man, I couldn't play in the NFL, dude. I, I couldn't I couldn't <laughs> do it, dude. These dudes be getting lit, you know. So uh, yeah, man, I think it's a defense. Um, the players, the skill, the talent is so much better on that side of the ball. And the offensive line hasn't caught up yet. And we're seeing a lot of <laughs> a lot of quarterbacks getting hit nowadays, man. And, and and you know, you take a few teams or a few quarterbacks in, in in particular who have struggled. Russell Wilson, brand new offense. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Nathaniel Hackett is he the guy? We don't know. It's a new system. Give it time. Aaron Rodgers with the 
new receiving core. He's working with two rookies and Christian Watson and and Romeo Dobbs. Uh, you know, so it's like. He he doesn't have Devontae Adams, the best receiver in the game anymore. He can't rely on that dude and, and let Lazard be a very solid <laughs> number two, which he should be. And, and then Tom Brady, who has struggled as well uh, with his receivers being in and out of the lineup. Godwin seems to be coming around. Mike Evans, you know what you're getting from him. And, and I don't know why they signed Julio. But – uh, so you look at those three quarterbacks who have not had the seasons that we're typ- you know, typically seeing from them. Uh, it's just a number of different factors right now. And um, now I don't need, I don't want to see any more twelve to nines. So I don't want to see any more twelve to nines on Thursday nights. Huh? You know, like I'm t- in, in eleven to tens and like what? Uh-huh. No, man. So I do like to see scoring. I'm a defensive guy first. Don't get me wrong. I'm a defensive guy first. But but to have a game that goes in the overtime with the Colts and Broncos and not hey, hey, one hey. touchdown. I know the you'll take you'll, you'll you'll take it you'll, you'll take it because it's a W because look I would do the same thing as my team I'm gonna take the W regardless but bro man I, I ain't gonna lie I fell asleep on that game dude I fell I know, asleep I do, I do apologize on behalf of anyone who wasn't a Denver Colts fan I'm sure that was miserable as a Colts man. fan I was okay with it but Thir- Thursday <laughs> night has Thursday nights have been horrible man like with 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 Washington oh yeah and got Chicago. much better with Chicago and Washington last yeah <laughs> Wasn't it one before? I mean, it's been it's been bad, man. So they need well, to get that's these... the way Thursday night used to look, and then we got spoiled last year. Yeah, they were like, awesome yeah, last year. Yeah, you you right. They you, spoiled you get last those year. short weeks, right? You get yeah. a lot of sloppy football. It's just the nature of it. But yeah, this year it's back to normal, unfortunately. <laughs> man, these Thursday nights have been a joke. So, uh, but like I said, it's all about we we got spoiled last year. We had, I mean, every game first few weeks national televised was was on point, was on par. So uh, it was it was pretty cool to see. And NFL does a great job anyway. Of scheduling teams and having the storyline and Russell going to Seattle and you know all that kind of stuff but uh but yeah you know low points guys we don't know exactly why but that's exactly what we think are the reasons for the low scoring output thus far so you know diving into fantasy I got a special guest. Me and Chris are going to interview a special guest. This dude is has made a, a remarkable turnaround from last year's league and so it's pretty cool to see how he's done it in one year i mean doubled his win total so uh after this commercial break you're going to hear from our special guest and hear his strategy and why he's had such a good season thus far care animal center is a local business partner at the sweet spot with Corey bradley their goal has always been to assemble a team that is dedicated to providing quality veterinary services for their clients pets Care Animal Center offers surgical, dental, medical, and pet wellness programs for that furry member of the family. Their website is careanimal.net. Care Animal Center, 3454 West Main Street in Dothan, 334-794-6333. Many of us spend more time thinking about what's for dinner than thinking about retirement. But if you think your retirement deserves more attention, I can help. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor, Greg Wakefield. Stop by our office at 5630 West Main Street in Dothan. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Welcome back to The Sweet Spot. I'm your host, Corey Bradley. Special thanks always to Bunton, Etheridge, and Fowler, attorneys at law. We truly appreciate the support as always. And continuing this fantasy talk, uh, you know, this is one of our favorite things to do. I mean, I've become an, an addict for sure when it comes to fantasy football. And, you know, I haven't seen many guys go undefeated early in the, in their season. And, and we're six weeks in. So 
no further ado, I got my guy Darius Holden from Bolo Road, North hey. Alabama, Limestone County. Like he's sitting at six and zero. I, I don't – I'm telling you, like, I've played fantasy about five years, five different times, and I've never known anybody to go this deep into the uh, the season and still not have a loss. So, uh, D, welcome to the sweet spot. Chris, I know you got some questions, and we're going to dive into that as well. But, D, mm-hmm. man, first of all, welcome to the sweet spot. Hey, man, it's glad to glad to be here on the sweet spot, man. Keep a, keep a uh, you know, sweet tooth for this spot, man. <laughs> Happy to be here, man. So, so first of all, man, let me ask you about your team name, and and you know that's one of the toughest things to find. And people, everybody wants to be clever with the name and try to find reason, you know. And uh, so, tell me about the team name, what it means, and how you come up with it. Wow, wow! I never thought I'd be explaining this, but uh, <laughs> so you know, I'm a music lover, man, and uh, so I, I get into all genres of music. I come up in the '90s for real, and so. Music was his, was his prime uh, during that time to me in all genres. So anyway, I, I get into um, reggae music a lot. And, you know, the Rastafarians and reggae music, uh, a lot of times they uh, reference Ja. And so um, I was thinking of my football team and I was like, man, I don't know what to name them. I wanted to be something different, but I also wanted to represent, you know, me. And, you know, in a s- spiritual way, um, you know, Jah is mentioned in, in a particular scripture. So yeah. I was like, Jah. And I was like, I want to be a Jah man, like a God man. And so Jah man. <laughs> and then I was like, football, you think of the Giants, the Panthers. So I like, I thought about Bob Marley's song, uh, We Jamming. Yeah. So I was like jobbing jammers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, what I mean, like sometimes people play on words a lot of times with, well, you know, they'll say, I don't know, um, the green giant. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Even with the letters. So I just like jobbing jammers. So that's how I came up with that. Man, you know, I, you know, because I'll tell you my team name and it's called Trust the Board. And the reason why I called it Trust the Board is because. Two years ago, I'm, t- I'm talking about in, in, in depth. I'm, my board is on my mm-hmm. phone. I got it by position and by <laughs> three different tiers at each position. And I didn't trust my board, man. I'm telling you, like, I panicked and, and I and I didn't take, I didn't take Travis Kelsey like I was said I was going to do so <laughs> at, at one point. And I took Mark Ingram and that backfired big time. Uh, and, and, and then and then I, there was a certain amount of receivers I was going to take. And this is last year. And so. Man, I'm telling you, no lie. Last receiver on my board is Justin Jefferson. And I didn't uh-huh. look at the board. I didn't even look at the board. Like, I just picked a receiver because I knew I wanted to take five receivers. And after I took that receiver, I was like, oh, Justin Jefferson's still there. And then, obviously, he balls out. You know, I guess that was – uh was that last year? It's a rookie year. Or was yeah, before? no, it was yeah. last year, right? The same, yeah, the same. We we had the conversation after the draft. We both said the same. He was like the same guy on our board for each of us, and we both took someone else. Golly, dude! And so then he ended up balling out. So my name is Trust the Board from now on, man. Uh, I've learned my lesson to not to not panic and and trust. Like you said, uh, we'll dive into that a little bit later. But everybody has their own strategy. Everybody has their own strategy and how they select and guys they know they're going to target. So, um, yeah, for sure, man. I, I love the name and I love the, the, the reasoning behind the name as well. And, and to 
to kind of carry on that, that's actually one I wanted to ask about. You know, you, it sounds like you put a lot of thought into the name. Well, was there similar thought, I guess, with the strategy? You know, we were talking before this that you you said, you know, you've played a couple times now, and the first time maybe you weren't paying as much attention or it didn't go as well. Well, this year, whatever, you, whatever you've done has obviously worked. Was there? Did you have a set strategy going in, and you kind of said you have, like, your guys? or What was the strategy going into this year? Well, to be honest, in the past, I haven't played enough to really um... – to really know what I was doing. And I ain't going to say I sit here and act like I know what I'm doing now. But um, so in the past, I would just, like I said, man, I would go for my favorite players. Man, if, if Cam Newton was in the league, it didn't matter where he was at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going Cam, you know, and then I'm looking for Auburn players and stuff like that. And, you know, it's slim to none in picking for his offense. Um, but um, this year, Based on my failures in the past, I was like, man, last year I had a lot of production from running backs. Yep. You know, more than uh, they were seen to be a little bit more consistent than the receivers that I had. So I was like, I'm going to this year make sure I get that running back that I want. If I get that one running back, there's enough running backs in the league that I can have for my two spot. And um, depending on how many good receivers I got was going to determine um, how uh, who I got as my third running back because in that flex spot, yeah. I alternate wide receiver and running backs in my flex position based on who I'm playing. Like in the past, I just – would just try to win, but I wouldn't even look at the opponent that I was playing. And so now I play position for position against everybody that I'm playing. I'll be looking at their roster, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, they playing this and this. Then I was like, let me put somebody in in that same position, but I feel I can be more productive against this defense. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of how I do it now and maybe what most people do, but I I wouldn't even thinking like that in the mm-hmm. past. I'm just putting putting guys out there that got the bigger name and now name don't mean game every week. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm looking at matchups and who's going to get lucky this week. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a, a big part of it. I mean, it's, it's also a big part is just nailing your draft and at least your, your starters. I mean, Corey, <laughs> I mean, yeah. he's got Joey B at quarterback, Saquon Barkley, Josh oh, Jacobs, yeah. Jamar Chase, Amon Ross St. <laughs> Brown. I mean, dude, <laughs> Man, <laughs> so many people was on a bye week. Uh, yeah, yeah, last week, wasn't it? Last week for me. Hey, I can't sit here in front. I barely won this week, and I barely won last week. Yeah, uh, I had to change field goals. War Eagle Daniel Carlson was my field goal kicker. Uh-huh. He was on a bye week, and fortunately, I went and got the guy from the Giants. Uh, and yeah, he puts up 14, 15 points. <laughs> Redskin defense put up 11 last week on uh, was it Monday night game? I mean, uh, not Monday night game, Thursday night game. Thursday, yeah. And uh, I'm like, hey, that's a good start. <laughs> so, so D, talking about the running backs though, the running backs. You said you you knew you kind of had to shift focus there. Uh, was there any particular running backs that you were targeting? Like, I you got Barkley, you got Jacobs, or was was there names that you were targeting, or more so? Let me make sure I address that area early. Names. Yeah. Uh, because 
I felt like people would sleep on Saquon Barkley. Um, but anytime you're a pro athlete and you don't have a career ending injury, yeah, and you get the chance to come back, you have an injury at a young point, man, you you young enough to come back stronger than ever, yeah, and mentally hungrier than ever. So I may have overthought that a little bit, but I was like, I gotta get Saquon because I'm like, um, he's the type that can do what Ezekiel Elliott. Well, I thought Ezekiel Elliott would do last year for me, mm-hmm. and he did not do it. Um, and then I had Jacobs on one of my teams last year, so I, I believed in him. So I was going for names when it comes to the running back position. I won't lie. I had Chris, I wanted I wanted Christian McCaffrey, but uh, <laughs> I, I I got him in my work league, so okay. I'm I'm kind of happy on both sides on both teams. <laughs> No, I mean, that's smart is taking advantage of Barkley. You mentioned, you know, McCaffrey is another guy kind of in the same vein who yeah. maybe people sleep on because they're scared of the injury. But sometimes you just got to risk it, you know, you just got to risk gotcha. it and, you know, just get get the payoff. I don't know if Corey agrees, but. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. I, I was, there was a certain list of guys in the first round, and I'm going to let you uh, dive into that, Chris, that I wasn't going to pass up, you know, uh, and McCaffrey was definitely one. If he was available mm-hmm. in my pick, I was taking him for sure. Yeah, and, and that, that's the other thing. is You know, you mentioned the running backs, but one of the things we're kind of seeing this year is at least with the early running backs is they've uh, not really panned out as well compared to the receivers and the tight ends. You actually nailed one of the few that has panned out with Saquon Barkley. But mm-hmm. if you look at, like, Jonathan Taylor hasn't lived up to his draft stock yet. You know, Kamara's been up and down. Najee Harris has had it rough. It's been kind of the early receivers and you took Jamar Chase, a number one, who obviously is coming off the the really big game. You, you talked about wanting a, a running back early. Is it because you you had like you had a pretty good feeling Barkley wasn't going to go in the first that you're like, hey, let me let me just go get a stud receiver, or did you know that's what did you want Chase in the beginning, like from the get go? Did you know you were going to go get Chase in the first round if he was there? Um, uh, yeah, I, I knew I was going to get Chase uh, if I if I can get him. But it was a little bit of both. So you kinda read me perfectly. Um I didn't think I I didn't I didn't think people would jump on Saquon. So I was like, if I can get Chase, I'm gonna get Barkley next. And it's like Corey said, like I would have a plan in the past, but I would not stick to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and this time I when I said if such and such is there, I did not stroll, I did not keep looking at other names. If I had my mind set on somebody, I just put my phone down, just waited for my turn yeah, instead yeah. of strolling and like I would normally do in the past. Man, you know, hats off to you for taking Barkley first of all, because, uh, like you said, he's a stud. His issues has been is is injuries, and yeah. and the way that I've done is like there's certain guys that I just target regardless, and it was certain guys I wasn't going to target. You know, like. There's, there's certain players I may not I may not like it all for whatever reason, and it's like I'm not I'm not taking it with any pick, you know. Uh, but Barkley was one that I, I wasn't going to draft just because I was afraid of his draft history or his his uh-huh. his, his durability, I should say. Um, but guys like Adam Thielen, like Chris said after the draft, he's Chris said this after the draft. He said, if "There's two guys I know you're going to take, Corey. It's, it's Adam Thielen and George Kittle, and and for <laughs> sure, like I'm I'm doing everything I can to get those guys, like for real. So, uh, you know." Affinity, the definition of affinity from Mer- Merriam-Webster is 
an attraction to or liking for someone. So it's fair it's fair to say I have an affinity for, for Adam Thielen and George Kills, my guys, you know. Uh but D man, let me ask you this, because last year you took Jameis Winston <laughs> in the first round and you took him again later in the draft this year. Do you have an affinity for Jameis Winston? I mean, explain this to me. I'm not I'm not following, man. I'm not understanding uh what's the attraction or the liking. I want to be clear, I've always liked Winston a little bit more than Corey. This is the Corey thing, but I will let you answer that. Though. Man, listen. I don't know why uh I I believe in this guy. I tell you what, I think I believe more in the Saints system than it was the guy because uh Payton was there. Uh, I mean, Sean Payton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he he. Uh, when he had Breeze, my thing was, if Winston can come in and do what he's supposed to do, he got a stronger arm. Yeah. You know, uh, I think he. I thought he would be a little bit more durable. Uh, take pressure a little bit more, and so I thought he could be everything that Breeze was, but better. So that's why. You know, I kind of always went with him. Um, you know, he had the first game of the year, he put up 18 points for me, I think. Mm-hmm. And then he, he got injured or whatever. So, um, but yeah, that's that's the, I don't, I wouldn't call it a entity, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I got some weird, weird hope in this guy that beat my favorite college team in the national championship. I know. That's why I'm like for a long time, man. You've been a fan of his for a long time? No, I could not stand him. Couldn't stand him. Oh, okay. That's what <laughs> and that's what threw me off. I'm like I I, I told Chris this. I was like, man, Darius is an Auburn guy through and through. <laughs> and this is the guy, this jerk, this let me keep it PG. I can't stand him. Man <laughs> Golly, we up twenty one to three as Auburn fans, and and this is the guy that led that comeback. I, well, I can't even say he led it. I don't know what happened. We gave it away, but but anyways, he's the quarterback of that team and was rattled from the get go. And then after the game, is talking his head off like he didn't done something. Like bro, so Man, yeah, that's, that's why I don't like him. But one, he's always talking out the side of the neck. He got it. Who <laughs> said? Oh, uh, oh. Uh. What did the coach say? You know, he, he just—I don't know, man. I couldn't stand him, but I got this. I don't know. Maybe I feel sorry for him, and I want him to do good. <laughs> I don't know. Hey man, hey man, talking about eating W's and everything. Like what? <laughs> I sit down somewhere, bro. <laughs> well, if I can yeah. ask you one more, talking about you know having hope for somebody, this is this might be one of your only. <laughs> kind of draft whiffs and I, I mean I'd say it's a little bit un, unexpected but do you have any hope for DJ Moore I mean is there and this is almost makes your record more impressive man you took DJ Moore in the second round and oh, man. you're still six and I mean and DJ Moore has not panned out at all right but you haven't is what's going on over there in Carolina is do you think DJ Moore can bounce back with all the, the changes happening over there it's not looking like it man uh I will <laughs> say I did have one homer pick on my list and that was it uh my son we call him dj but i'm also a uh uh somewhat i was you know of course why carolina panther fan uh so and i and i like dj more i i believed in him i i'm not big on baker mayfield but i thought hey uh-huh. if he got a go-to receiver it gotta be dj more um but that didn't pan out so yeah 
it's not working. Uh, but he's good to keep on the roster. If he was only one of y'all's team, he'd probably be putting up 15 <laughs> points a game. You know? Hey, that's fantasy. <laughs> yeah, it's fantasy, man. All is fair in fantasy. <laughs> but D, man, special thanks to Darius Holden, Ballero, Alabama, Limestone County. Shout out, man. I, I, I'm going to come home uh, Thanksgiving. I look forward to seeing you guys. And, uh, wait. man, the Jamin Jammers going yeah. from – Last to first, from from worst to best. I mean, you three and eleven last year, and now you're sitting at six and zero. Already doubled your win total, man. So, uh, like you said, it's it, hey, it's fantasy, man. It, it's something we can't control. You just try to roll with it, man, and, and wish for the best. So, D, man, we appreciate you swinging through the sweet spot, dude. Hey, man, anytime. It's an honor to be on this show, and uh, thank you guys for being awesome hosts, man. May I say one more thing? Hey, right, go ahead. To give credit to something that um, y'all said earlier, y'all was talking about the lack of uh, consistency with the running backs. Be honest, I think that's been my difference so far. Mm-hmm. It has. Uh, you know, my running backs been giving me twenty plus points almost every you week. Nailed them. And and when you pulled up, when you said that, I never thought about it um, until you said that. And I'm like, you know what? That's only that's been the only difference. Mm-hmm. And Carlson, man, Carlson is money. That dude averaged like fourteen points a week, bro. Man, shout out to Daniel Carlson, man. Nobody get to do any love when they talk about the best no. kickers. They talk about everybody else: Justin Tucker, McPherson, Boswell, and and Tyler Bass. Man, don't nobody mention Daniel Carlson. If I'm not mistaken, he's made like thirty eight consecutive field goals or something like that. Yeah, it's- man. And and I didn't wait till the last two picks to pick him, man. Yeah, yeah. Like I I I, I kind of got him kind of in the middle of last year, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember what what round I got him this time, but I don't I didn't I didn't wait till the end to get him because I he he gave me like a 23 26 point game yeah. last year one he time. Did. He did. He did. But man, thank you for having me, man. Thank you guys. Hey, no doubt, man. Uh, the Jamin Jammers, Darius Holden. Swinging through the sweet spot. Chris and I will be back to wrap up this show after this commercial break from a few of our sponsors. Many of us spend more time thinking about what's for dinner than thinking about retirement. But if you think your retirement deserves more attention, I can help. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor Greg Wakefield. Stop by our office at 5630 West Main Street in Dothan. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Care Animal Center is a local business partner of The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Their goal has always been to assemble a team that is dedicated to providing quality veterinary services for their clients' pets. Care Animal Center offers surgical, dental, medical, and pet wellness programs for that furry member of the family. Their website is careanimal.net. Care Animal Center, 3454 West Main Street in Dothan, 334-794-6333. Welcome back to The Sweet Spot as we close today's segment. My guy, Chris Liuzzi, as we have been talking about fantasy and, you know, we're going into week seven mm-hmm. and you know injuries have occurred and there's that waiver wire that's always there. Or maybe, guys, you need to trade for that hasn't been really nobody's paying attention to him. You could steal and, and, and acquire him and have some moves late in the season. Is there one or two guys man, that you have that people should be looking out for uh, the rest of the way? All right, the the guy, and you're starting to see buzz about him now, but I I think he should have been picked up before now. And maybe this is a homer pick, but Alec Pierce, receiver for the Colts, 
if he is out there in waivers, he doesn't need to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he he's he's had three weeks straight of double digits. He's had ten points, twelve points, twelve points in our half a point per catch league. Even more if you're you know full point per catch. But like I can I can tell you, and again I acknowledge that I'm a Colts fan, and this is potentially just being a homer. But like Matt Ryan likes him a lot man and you could tell even though he's a really alec pierce mm-hmm. is a rookie second mm-hmm. round this year out of cincinnati but th- he's i think he's the real deal i mean he's big he's long he's fast he he's 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 to go up and get it type yeah, of guy yeah like when, when matt sees him one-on-one there's been no issues even with him as a rookie of throwing it to him and you know he had the game-winning touchdown catch last week against jacksonville i mean if he trusts him that much as a rookie i think it can only get better and especially if if he can show enough threat that teams will, you know, yeah, they can't just go double pit. Like mm-hmm. it's going to open up everything for everybody on offense, not just him. But I, regardless, for a guy who went undrafted by most people, like if he's out there, he's worth rostering. I, I mean, I don't know what you know what your roster is, whatever it is, but he he deserves a spot somewhere. Yeah, he's real. You got another guy, one more guy, anybody else that's uh, come to one, mind? One one more guy, and and this will be um I think. Funny because you you have Leonard Fournette, uh, Rashad White. If yeah. he's out there, I think deserves to be picked up as well. Uh, he's been getting use even you know typically when you get those backup running backs, it's like a just in case if you know the starter gets hurt, here's your guy. But he's actually been getting some snaps just in general, right? But I, so uh-huh. I think he's one of the premier. Like if you have room, you, I don't know if you're starting him, but if you have room to kind of roster someone and just kind of stash him, yeah. Not that we want Leonard Fournette to get hurt. No, else, please but, don't, please. Don't. Yeah, but if something happens to the NFL, I mean, he seems like he'll be the dude. And so that's another guy I think everybody should be on. So Alec Pierce, Rashad White, if if they're out there, you need to try and make room for him if you can. Yeah, man, you was high on Alec Pierce, rookie from Cincinnati, yes, coming at the draft. You've been on him from from the beginning of the draft process, and you know I'm, I'm a Herm Edwards fan. So uh, when he was at Arizona State, you know he recently uh, was terminated, but I followed a lot of those games. And Rashad White was a is a baller. He's a stud. So I definitely agree with stashing him, just having him on his roster because they use him as a passing down, you know, kind of third down back sometimes. I mean Fournette can play that role too, but in the mm-hmm. Chiefs game when the Chiefs got up so big, it was one drive. They just went all Rashad White and just threw the ball and scored and got you know they didn't they didn't get back into the game but you know Rashad White they like to throw it to him on third and two third one they throw it to him in the flats I've, I've noticed that Byron left which I know who you are man I know your game if I, you better be glad I'm not defensive coordinator because I beat you up but um but yeah man so I'm with you on Pierce Rashad White two guys to look out for for me it's Latavius Murray man this dude was I was watching the Vikings and Saints a few weeks ago in London early eight thirty game, and I didn't even know Murray was in the league. Like I, I was like, oh, let's take it. And I've always liked his his style, his running style. He runs so hard. He's tough. I mean, he is. He always falls forward. And so yeah. he was a guy. I was like, oh, next waiver wire, man. I'm gonna go get this dude. I'm gonna go stash him. And shoot, the next day or so, the Broncos signed Latavius Murray from the Saints practice squad because he was just called up for that game. And mm-hmm. I was like, dang it. You know, so I, I still put put a bid out there to get him. I didn't didn't uh, bid enough to get him, and uh, Jeff Nunley stole him, and he's a Broncos fan. so and I, I, I know that upsets you as a Melvin Gordon guy, too. I have him yeah. in the other league. Us yeah. Melvin Gordon owners are not. I'm, I'm a Melvin Gordon guy, and I read an article today. They're talking about Melvin Gordon starting for the Jets. and I'm starting against the Jets. I'm sorry. Starting against the Jets. And I'm like, he he had three carries Monday night, and, and Latavius Murray matched. had like fifteen, 
and that's go- them after the first drive. I was like, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm like, okay, I need a running back. I need to do something because Latavius Murray is is the guy now. So, but they said Melvin Gordon starting against the Jets. So hopefully, for 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 my sake in my league, and 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 you got Gordon in your other league that he can regain regain his starting spot because. Yeah. Uh, we need him. I, I need that dude yep. to be playing, man. I love Melvin Gordon, man. I've always been a fan of his. And so, you know, Latavius Murray is one guy, man. And the other guy, Kenyon Drake is somebody to watch, man. He's another guy I've always loved to watch, even going to back to Bama days. And it's not many guys that I like to say that I enjoy watching in Bama. It's like when they get when they leave Tuscaloosa, I can finally say, okay, I like that dude. You know, but Kenyon Drake, I liked him in Alabama. He just His style is so smooth. He can fly. It seems like he's starting to really come back from that injury. He, he had two, two runs. Over thirty yards against uh, who they played the Giants. They week. played the Giants and lost. So he had two runs of thirty of at least thirty yards. And so J.K. Dobbins didn't didn't play or didn't play much because of knee tightness. So yeah, he's coming up he injured. The game and Kenyon Drake tore it up. <laughs> yeah, and so Kenyon Drake's a guy to watch out for. I, I bid forty dollars on him to get him, man, because I knew my guy Jeremy Holden was gonna be looking for him because he needed a back. He's a Bama guy. He likes Kenyon Drake. Jeff Nunley, another guy. You said he 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 bid twenty six. Uh, he's a Bama guy. So I, I bid a lot, lot more than I normally would have, but hey, I wanted but to you, get Kenyon Drake. If that's your guy, man, go get him. And you're exactly right. If you find that guy, especially in those bidding leagues where waiver wire, where you have a, an allotted amount of money to spend for the entire season, uh, if that's your guy, go get him and, and spend what it takes to go do that. So, uh, But, yeah, Latavius Murray, Kenyon Drake, Chris had Alec Pierce, and Rashad White. So uh, watch out for those guys. And you see three of the four were running backs. You know, running backs, well, I'm telling you, it's, it's hard to leave those running backs, man. It's hard to leave those yeah, guys. I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> So, Chris, man, as we close, you got anything else to say before we, we pass it on to another week, another exciting week in NFL? Uh, no, nah, just I'm looking you know, forward to some more fun games. Hopefully, maybe we'll get some offense kind of kicking, and uh, maybe me and you will get some better luck in fantasy, too. We'll, we'll see. We are definitely looking ahead to, to brighter days. <laughs> hey, Chris, as always, enjoy having you on the show, man. Fantasy talk. I know everybody. So many people that play fantasy, whether they're super serious like me and Chris, or they just do it just for fun. And and and, and six and zero. And Darius is he's a competitor. Darius wants to win. Don't get me wrong. But man, like like he said, it's fantasy. It, you know, it, it's nothing you can control. It's fantasy. So uh, we'll, we'll be back to talk more fantasy for sure. This is what me and Chris do all week: is talk fantasy and text fantasy. So we'll definitely bring you more fantasy football advice and information here on the sweet spot.